Good morning, New Hope community. Thank you so much for joining us online. We really hope to see you in person. We are meeting every single week in Haina Elementary School. It is so good to be back home. We'd love to see you there um, Sunday mornings at, at 10 a.m. if you're able. But as we do God's Word today, we've been talking about fasting. And, and I just have a few reflections and uh, things that I've been contemplating as we're going through this season. We've got about a week left of our fast, and then we celebrate our seven-year anniversary, which is also really exciting. This past Tuesday marks seven years of the day that we planted the church, and I can look back and just think, man, there's been so many hard seasons, but also so many amazing things and life change, and all I think is like great is his faithfulness, and so join us um, this next Sunday, January 29th, for our awesome celebration. It's going to be so awesome, and um, man, God is so good, um, but as we reflect and as we think about um, fasting, a couple weeks ago, my husband said, you know, fasting is not a diet, you know, because a lot of times we think like, okay, what do I need? I'm going to cut out carbs, I'm going to cut out sugar, and that's going to be my fast. And we take on, you know, like diet-like patterns, and, and then we slap a spiritual thing onto it and say, hey, it's fasting. Um, but as, as I kind of think through, you know, fasting is a spiritual discipline, you know, and, and I think that it's a spiritual discipline that, that nobody really likes to talk about or, or nobody really likes to practice because it's a difficult one. You know, we all love, um, well, at least I personally do, but a lot of us love the spiritual discipline of worship. We love the spiritual discipline of prayer. Um, we like to exercise the spiritual discipline of, of serving or, or maybe even giving. Um, but when it comes to fasting, that's kind of one that we wish we can just gloss over. Um, but I want to encourage you today that there are, there is a benefit to fasting and it's so much more than a diet. You know, I know for me, um, just talking from experience and that's what I'm going to do today, this morning is just reflect on some of my own times of fasting and just how it's benefited me. And I'd love, um, to just share my heart with you. But for me personally, it's actually easier to just go on a diet and to not, um, you know, eat the foods that I don't want to eat or stick to something super strict. That is easier for me to do than when I say, you know what, I'm going to call it a fast and I'm going to make this a fast. And then all of a sudden I feel like there's like spiritual opposition and, and it's like, okay, now I've added meaning to this, you know, diet and I've called it a fast and, and all of a sudden it gets a little bit uh, different. And, and why I think that is, is because when we fast, we're actually disconnecting from our physical needs and we are connecting to our spiritual father. We're connecting to the Lord. We're connecting and saying, Lord, I need you. I want you more than my need for food or for uh, sustenance. Lord, I need you. And so when we fast, we are, our, I believe that our spiritual uh, senses are heightened um, I think fasting changes um, our appetites and our cravings. Um, it's that not my will, but yours be done. I think it's interesting because you've heard all those, you know, keto people, everybody's keto 
uh, crazy right now, but they'll say, ooh, I've done a intermittent fasting and the clarity that you experience when you've gone 72 hours without food or 24 hours without food, the clarity, the mental clarity. And I think like, you know, I think they're onto something there, but it, it is crazy the clarity that comes when you spiritually fast, the clarity from the Lord. Um, and so if, if you haven't given it a try, we are fasting together as a church for the next week. We've done 21 days, but if you haven't jumped on, I want to encourage you this morning to jump in with us. We're going to open our Bibles to Matthew 6, um, 30 through 33. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, he, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans worry about these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I believe that when we fast, we stop worrying about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, what the, uh, we stop that and we say, Lord, I'm going to seek you first. I'm going to put you above my need to, to even eat. I'm putting you first. And then the Bible says that all these things will be added. Um, I believe that fasting fast tracks the purpose of God in your life. Uh, young people, I know we have a lot of youth and, and teenagers um, that, that listen and tune in. Maybe you're a parent of a teenager. I want to encourage you to fast and pray. Like, God, what do you have for my life? Um, man, nobody knows you better than he does. And I, and I believe that God has a calling and a purpose on, on every young person. And he, God wants to reveal that to you. I, I recently heard of a parent um, you know, he, he, he doesn't know the Lord and he was stressing about his child's schooling because he has two kids that are about to graduate and he's like, I didn't save enough for both of them. And, and so he's like staying up all night, searching the internet, trying to find best practices and best way for financial aid and when, when the right time to take these different tests. Um, but, you know, I know that through prayer and fasting, that the Lord can reveal and make his path known to you, to your children, and, 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 and even show you creative ways and how to, to finance things like that. But I would encourage um, all you young people, and I'm going to share a story a little bit later about how the Lord worked on my life through a fast, but I just want to encourage you. This is not just, fasting is not just for pastors or for spiritual people. Um, it's for every day, like moms and dads, for teenagers, for kids. Um, we can practice fasting. And so why is fasting so important? Uh, one, fasting changes tights and cravings. The psalmist says in Psalm 84, my heart and my flesh cry out to you, the living God. Um, it's Psalm 42, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. And um, I think that when we fast and when we take time um, to pray and seek the Lord, um, that we see him on a different level. And we're just like, Lord, I crave you. I crave your presence. The things that um, 
that I thought I wanted or the things that I thought I needed. Lord, I, I need you more. I thirst for you. Um, you know, if, if we're being honest here, this is church, right? Um, I love, I really do love my times with the Lord. I usually get up you know, really early before any of my kids get up. My kids get up early, okay? So usually Judah's up by like five, um, maybe maybe six if he's waking up on a late day. But I like to get up even earlier than that or like when nobody's awake. And then I'll make my coffee and I have my little routine and I'll like get into the, the word and, and I'll journal like different things I have to do for the day. And it's just an awesome time to set before the Lord. And, and to be honest, here's the honesty part. There are some days where, you know, getting up at 4.30 in the morning is like, oh man, I slept through it. And now, you know, it's six and we're late. And, um, you know, I'll kind of go through my day without getting into the word. And it's something that I definitely miss. It's crazy because you think like, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But when you get into the Lord's word and you're in his presence, your appetites, your cravings, you begin to change and you begin to crave the Lord's presence. I had an opportunity to visit um, my childhood friend right now. She she and her family are living in Papua New Guinea. Um, she, her, they're missionaries there. And um, she is experiencing some incredible loneliness. Um, just she's there with her husband and, and with her, you know, three kids. And they'll get missionaries coming in and out. They'll get medical teams coming in and out. But just having like a, a good friend that she can just kind of hang with, that's, you know, she's got people there, but it's just not the same. And so she has recently told me like, Renee, I need my mornings with Jesus. Like I need that. I crave that more than anything. And I think it was Mother Teresa that said like, you never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. And um, when we fast, our appetites, our cravings begin to change. And the the way that we perceive things, I believe we, we experience things with even more of a clarity. Um, I believe that we have breakthrough um, from addiction and from habits when we fast, because why? It's a spiritual discipline that actually taps into like a physical discipline. I'm physically stopping food or stopping a certain type of food for a certain type, uh, for a certain amount of time so that the Lord can move in this area. And I think that just having that physical discipline and then adding that spiritual purpose and just the power of the Lord, that's where you see breakthrough. So if you need breakthrough in your life, I want to encourage you to pray and fast. Um, number two, fasting changes your perspective. Um, it is saying, like, not my will, but yours be done. Uh, let's take a look as we look at Matthew 4. This is where Jesus is praying in the garden. It, he, it's, it's the night that he is arrested and he's about to be crucified. And we see Jesus in this super intense moment of prayer. Let's take a look. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet... Not as I will, but as you will. I can just see Jesus as he's coming before the Father. He knows 
uh, what he's about to face. And he just simply asks the Lord, like, if there's any other way, if this cup could be passed on, like, but not my will, but your will be done. And I believe that when we pray and when we fast, sometimes our prayers aren't answered the way that we think they should be answered. Um, but what happens when we pray and when we fast is our heart is transformed and conformed to like, not my will, not how I choose to have this prayer request answered, not how I want my breakthrough, not how I need my net needs met, but Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And that's what I, um, that I have personally uh, benefited from when I fast. You know, I go into a fast thinking like, man, I'm going to pray for this and God's going to do all these amazing things. And really what happens at, at the end of the fast, it's so crazy because my heart has shifted um, when I was 19. Now, bear with me, you guys. This is me as a night. You know me now as like a 40 year old woman. So this was like 20 plus years ago. OK, bright eyed, bushy tailed and so excited about life. I was 19 years old and I knew like I just knew, you know, I'm singing in, in the different choirs at, at school and leading worship at church. And, you know, for like we would go out and visit other churches and perform, you know. So I'm like really, you know, just loving the music ministry. And I'm like, you know what? I think I want to be like a professional like singer. Like I want to make CDs and records and all the things different places and maybe like that would be so amazing like that's like the cry of my heart you know again I was 19 and um and I was like you know what like I am gonna get before the Lord and I'm gonna pray and fast that he really makes this clear and so so if I can share a little story with you um I was for I was again 19 years old and I, I just was like, I'm going to do this really radical thing. Like, I want to hear from the Lord in a radical way. And so I committed to the 40 days of no solid foods. And at the time, I was pretty active and doing a lot of sports and stuff. And so um, just between me and the Lord, like kind of what I set my heart on was 40 days of no solid food, but I still had soup, um, you know, and uh, like broth and stuff and like smoothies, but nothing that I could chew and eat. And I was just like, Lord, I want to discern your will for my life. And I want you to open doors for me. You know, I want to be you know, this big famous musician and I'm going to seek and pray and ask you about it. And so I, so I started to fast. A couple of things I did, though, as I headed into this fast is like my family was aware of what I was doing and kind of what I was praying for. And so they supported me. And, um, you know, they weren't making my favorite foods and being like, you want some roast beef or whatever, you know. So they were they were totally supportive um, of what I was doing. I was able to I had a mentor at the time and he was a he he oversaw the music program at our school and so I sat down with him and just shared my heart he was someone that I can just really be real with like i think god's calling me you know to have like this awesome music ministry and do you think it's something that you could see me doing you know just really kind of laid it out and asked for his wisdom and and he's like yeah renee that sounds amazing and i'll pray with you and you know and and the lord will you know lead you and guide you and i can give you some tips and hints and you know all the things 
So I was excited about that. Um, and so I prayed for 40 days and I was like, I'm going to get my breakthrough. And, um, but remember what I said is that um, fasting can change your perspective. And, and after those 40 days, like I felt so clear and so um, strong by the Lord, his direction and purpose for my life. And that was like, Renee, I've given you this big gift to bless your little church, to bless your community. I don't want you on this national, international level. I want you giving your best um, for the community here. And um, I was like, okay, Lord, like I feel like I can do that. Like I, at the end of the day, I don't wanna make Renee famous. I want Jesus to be famous. And so that was like, that was what I received at the end of the fast. And I love the Lord. I love how he works because I feel like he'll give you a word and he confirms it in the Bible, in the word of God. And then he confirms it through fellow believers, through brothers and sisters in Christ. I remember the pastor's wife at that time at the church I was in, she came to me not knowing kind of what was going on and with, you know, we had just finished an Easter program and I just poured out my soul, you know, like planning it and doing all the things for it and getting the choir together and singing the special. It was, it was a beautiful uh, Easter morning. And I remember with tears in her eyes, um, it, it was crazy because it was almost like exactly what I felt like the Lord had ministered to me. She said, Renee, I feel like you have this big gift that you could be, you could be doing big things. But the fact that you're here with our small church, just blessing us and being such a source of life and with your music and, you know, and on and on. It was like, I'm just like crying as she's talking to me because I'm like, that's exactly what I feel like the Lord has called me to do. I no longer am seeking, you know, the fame, but like, I just want to give, use my gift for God's glory in this community. And, um, and, and the other thing that I felt like the Lord ministered to me, and you're called to be a blessing and to, to help churches um, that are just tired and, and, and need a little boost, you know, because I've got this energy. Like, I don't know if you can tell, but I've got this jolt of life. And it was like a week after my fast, I had one of my youth pastor friends call me and say, Renee, that's terrible. We had to like, you know, our whole worship team quit. Everybody's got you know, funny hearts and would you just come? Like we need someone to just come and lead our small church and encourage us in worship. I'm like, yep, I totally, like that's exactly what the Lord ministered to me. And so the Lord started opening these doors for me. Of course, I'm still part of my body, you know, still part of the body of Christ that he had me and I still went to my church, I was totally involved, but the Lord started opening up little doors um, for me to go in and really just kind of bless these small little churches. Um, and it was so cool because I felt like, again, 19 year old self, it was like through that 40 days of prayer and fasting, the Lord had given me wisdom and given me purpose and direction for my life. I saved time and, and money, uh, not trying to seek after, you know, here's my demo and trying to meet people and trying to network. It's like, no, the Lord made it really clear. This is what I've called you to. And that's what I've pursued. Um, I believe that Psalms um, 37 says, 
Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, your vindication like noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Let me just say this, that God knows you better than you know yourself. He created you, he formed you, he designed you, he gave you your temperament, he gave you the set of skills and, and gifts. Uh, maybe some are underdeveloped and haven't quite come to the surface yet, but God knows you and he loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And I believe that he, he knows your desires better than you do, than you can articulate what they are. And I know that through prayer and fasting, being still, trusting in Him, committing your ways to Him, that the Lord uh, will give you the desires of your heart. And finally, um, we'll close with this last point. Um, this reflection on fasting is that fasting is feasting on God. Basically, why do we fast? We fast because Jesus did it. Jesus fasted for 40 days in the desert. We see, you know, Jesus was baptized. It was this amazing moment um, between, you know, him and his cousin. And then we see the dove ascending, and, uh, ascending and, and we hear the voice of the Lord saying, this is my beloved son who I am well pleased. And then the Bible says this, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point on the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift up their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All of this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil then left him and the angels came and attended him. I think when we read that story, you know, Jesus has this amazing baptism moment. He's led by the Spirit into the desert. And then he hasn't eaten for 40 days. It's easy to feel sorry for Jesus, like, oh, poor Jesus. Um, Jesus was at his weakest moment, but like he was the most hungry and thirsty. And then the devil, he comes to him and says, ooh, there's some fresh break, break, baked bread, uh, fresh goods. Um, but Dallas Willard says this, um, it is that we are not thinking rightly. We show that we don't understand the discipline of fasting when Satan tempted him to turn stones into bread. Jesus countered. People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
those weren't just pretty words. Those were reality words. Jesus was speaking from the reality that he was experiencing. The truth is that he, in his 40 days of solitude in the hot desert, that he was feeding his body and his soul on the manna of heaven. And at the end of Jesus's fast, it wasn't when Jesus was at his weakest point. It was when Jesus was at his strongest point. At the end of his fast, Jesus was the most strong and ready to stand against Satan. He was continually, during those 40 days, continually meditating and ingesting the life-giving words of scripture. He was totally dependent um, on the Father and had complete confidence in his love. And he relied fully on the Holy Spirit. And he, at the end, he was relieved um, by the ministry of the angels of heaven. He was resolute in his focus and um, gave himself to the, the calling of the Father upon his life. Um, Jesus, Jesus could withstand the temptation at his strongest point, fully focused, fully aware of God's calling and God's anointing on his life. And from there, um, Jesus launches into this public ministry of calling and choosing the disciples and, and, and begins you know, his public ministry here on earth. But it was at the end of that fasting period. And so I want to encourage you today that, we, you know, I think we can mentally be like, oh man, I gotta fast, I'm gonna be so tired, I'm gonna be so weak, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna miss the food. But man, you have the presence of the Lord. You have his word. You have Jesus. And I think that, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, like I said earlier, we can come into fasting and we can be like, man, this is, I want healing. I want breakthrough. I need that job. I need this in my life and I'm going to fast. Like we, we almost use it as like a, like a manipulation. Like I'm going to pray and get these things, receive my blessing and get my answers from the Lord. But really at the end of the day, what I love about fasting is that we find Jesus that we experience him on a deeper level, that we say, man, I know you, I love you. And, and, and the things that I thought I wanted, oh my gosh, you knew me better than I knew myself. This is, I'm walking into what you've called me to. Um, as we come to a close, I'm reminded of a story again of when I was a little kid. You guys, point your kids toward Jesus because they can experience them you know, from a kid level junior high level, high school level, I, I, I mean, man. So if you're parents, give your kids Jesus. That's the best life-giving source you can. But I remember me as a 12-year-old, and maybe some of you have heard this story before, um, but I had gone to a camp, and this really has um, nothing to do uh, with the actual physical thing of fasting, but I just want to say this, that as a 12-year-old girl growing up in the church, being around, you know, uh, Jesus and, and, and Sunday school and, and, and around different fellow believers. Uh, going to camp was like my first experience away from home for a few nights without my parents. And I remember it was on, of course, the last night of camp. If you've gone to camp, you know. Um, but the, the worship leader stopped. And we were all, you know, we had the full band, electric, everything was just loud. And he just stopped. 
and said, let's, let's go outside. And we were, we were in this auditorium. I don't know how we did it, but it worked. We went outside and he had his guitar and we just sang under the stars. We sang about our God is an awesome God. And I remember as a 12 year old girl, just being so enamored with the presence of the Lord. And, and then at one point, I remember being on my knees and my hands and knees in this uh, baseball field as we're singing. And I'm just crying because I experienced the presence of the Lord. Again, I grew up, I saw radical transformation when I was a young kid and I knew that the Lord was real. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm coming to Jesus for the first time. It's like, I'm coming to Jesus by myself for the first time, like without mom and dad. And I'm sitting in the field and I'm just crying and, and so blessed by this feeling that of the presence of the Lord. And I remember as I was on the ground thinking, there is nothing better than this. And of course my 12 year old mind, it's like not even Disneyland, um, but I remember just being so in love with Jesus and, and thinking, man, like, why can't we have this every day? And I believe that that's what fasting does when we can kind of unplug and just say, Lord, I crave, I crave your presence more than Disneyland, more than chocolate cake, more than, than the things that are tangible. Lord, I crave you. And um, I pray that for you um, this week as we finish up our last week of fasting that at the end of the day, whether you receive your breakthrough, whether you receive your healing, whether you receive direction or the job or provision or whatever it is you're praying through, that at the end of the day, Jesus is our reward. Jesus is our treasure. Jesus is the thing that our heart is longing for. And so I want to pray with you today as we close. Um, Lord, I thank you, God, that... Um, Lord, that as the psalmist says, how lovely is your presence, that my heart and my flesh cry out for you, the living God. Lord, I pray that you would change our appetite, that you would change our cravings. Lord, that we would crave you. And Lord, as we seek you, as we um, turn to you, Lord, I pray, God, that we would be met with your presence. I pray, God, that we would receive our reward, which is you, which is relationship with you, that this, this gift and blessing of fasting and being in your presence isn't reserved for the pastors or the leadership or the worship leaders um, or the Sunday school teachers. This isn't reserved just for them. But Lord, fasting, this spiritual discipline of cutting off certain things and drawing near to you is for us all. And so Lord, I pray God that we would lean into you this week, that we would lean into your presence and what you are doing. And Lord, I pray God that you would fill us, that you would sustain us, that you would guide us and lead us. And Lord, um, that as we are in you, that you would begin to reveal, Lord, um, the desires that are in our heart and the things that you've called us to do. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, God, that we can be close to you. And so I pray for that, a closeness and a, and a special walk with our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 
We love you guys. And we hope to see you next week when we end our fast and we celebrate our seventh birthday. See you next week. Bye.